We're in the season of Advent, as most of you are probably aware. If you didn't pick up on the clues, there's a lot of them. Um, But Advent uh, is a word that means coming or arrival, and it's a season where the church sets uh, the ancient expectancy for the Messiah, Uh, it sets it right next to the church's expectancy for Christ's return. We kind of meditate on both of those things together in order to renew and kind of fan into flame our desire for the renewal of all things um, and Jesus Christ coming back to judge the living and the dead. And so this week and next, uh, we enter into the wilderness with John the Baptizer. Our texts have us talking about John the Baptist, and we learn that God's salvation isn't something that happens to us automatically. It's something we actively participate in and prepare for. So friends, this Advent, we proclaim that Jesus is coming to save us, but this word of comfort draws us into the discomfort of the wilderness and calls us to clear a path of of salvation in our lives and in our world, removing the obstacles and distractions that keep us from the flourishing God desires for us. Salvation begins in the wilderness, beloved. What wilderness do you need to embrace today as you wait for salvation? The wilderness is a poignant metaphor for being in between uh, the old and the new. And one of the things I thought about in regards to this is, um, is anybody learning anything new right now? Yeah? What, what are you learning, Lauren? Just, some, just things in general? Yeah. Sorry, I surprised you by calling on you. Yeah. How, how about kids? Are, are you guys learning anything new right now? Are there any kids learning an instrument, for example? Yeah? Got some... uh, Logan. Oh, sorry. No, I thought you were Logan. Anyway. uh, What are you learning? uh, Landon. What's that? Clarinet? Yeah, clarinet. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah. So um, when we're learning something, uh, whether it's a new language or a new skill uh, or an instrument or, or learning how to read, little kids learn how to read, um, the, the promised land, so to speak, is proficiency, right? Knowing how to do this thing so that we can make music or speak a language or communicate um, in that language. But to get to the promised land of proficiency, we have to go through the wilderness of practice in order to get there. We walk through a land of not knowing. We walk through a place of crappy first drafts. You guys know that phrase. Um, we walk through a place of frustration, and weakness and vulnerability. In Isaiah 40, uh, we see that the path of salvation goes through the wilderness. Isaiah announces comfort for God's people because they're in exile under an oppressive power, but it's about to end. So comfort my people, but they're not, notice, teleported back to the land easily, automatically. No, the journey back to the place of flourishing goes through the wilderness, and so a path must be cleared, valleys raised up, mountains flattened, obstructions removed, and rough places made smooth. And this is often necessary, I think, because while exile is bad, everybody kind of knows it's bad, it's also easy to get used to it. It's easy to get used to exile. There's a kind of comfort in the familiarity of it that can lull us to sleep and keep us entangled in a bad situation. 
So to leave an oppressive situation behind is to walk through a wilderness where our old ways of coping are no longer available to us and we have to learn new ways of living. But as we embrace this pain of the wilderness, God's comfort accompanies us. This is the promise of Isaiah. God speaks tenderly to us in the desert, assuring us of the promise. This Advent we proclaim then that Jesus is coming to save us, but this word of comfort draws us into the discomfort of the wilderness and calls us to clear a path for salvation in our lives and in our world. Removing the obstacles and distractions that keep us from the flourishing God desires for us. So salvation begins in the wilderness. What wilderness do you need to embrace today as you wait for salvation? And as you do, will you trust God to comfort you and speak tenderly to you as you walk through this wilderness? The wilderness also comes up in Mark 1 in our gospel passage for today as a place on the way to salvation. Crazy Uncle John is baptizing people in the desert for the forgiveness of sins. And this is a dangerous proclamation to make because, first of all, there's already a place where you go to get forgiveness of sins. It's called the temple. Second of all, baptism is an initiation rite for Gentiles who wanted to come into the Jewish faith. And so calling people to the wilderness instead of the temple And baptizing already circumcised Jews as if they were Gentile converts is a prophetic denouncement of the temple system and God's people as a whole, as unfaithful, as not ready to receive God's salvation. So even though they had returned from exile physically to the land, John is out there declaring that they're still in exile, really. But God is coming to save. The most important event in the the history of the world is on its way. And so John calls them to get ready. And he calls them to the wilderness to get ready. He calls them out of the familiar, out of their habitual complicity with the oppressive system, into the wilderness to repent, to rethink their lives from top to bottom, to shake off their slumber, to wake up, as we talked about last week, and to make themselves ready for God to act. Salvation begins in the wilderness, a place where we leave behind our familiar ways of getting things done, getting our needs met, securing our future. We enter into the wilderness where we come face to face with our fragility and the illusions of our self-made security are stripped away so that we can receive the salvation that God is bringing. So the good news here is that the new doesn't just replace the old as if it didn't exist. The new must be reconciled with the old. And so we have to walk into the wilderness to prepare for salvation, to heed the warnings of the prophets and forsake our sins, as our collect for the day said, or the collect for last week said, to cast away the works of darkness and put on the armor of light, to tell the truth about ourselves and about our world to face the reality of ourselves and our world, to learn a new way of living with ourselves and the world so that when salvation does come, whether it's at Christmas or at the end of the world or at this altar today, God may find us ready. This Advent we proclaim that Jesus is coming to save us, but this word of comfort 
draws us into the discomfort of the wilderness and calls us to clear a path for salvation in our lives and in our world, removing the obstacles and distractions that keep us from the flourishing God desires for us. Salvation begins in the wilderness, beloved. What wilderness do you need to embrace today as you wait for salvation? I read this week that all the churches of Palestine have canceled their festive Christmas uh, celebrations as an expression of solidarity with the people of Gaza and an act of rejection of the ongoing aggression against the Palestinians. Relatedly, a friend of mine has recently taken up a discipline of reading news about Gaza for about 20 minutes a day. She calls it a ministry of bearing witness. And I think both are examples of embracing a kind of wilderness as they wait for an end to violence. Another friend of mine recently realized that he was using alcohol to numb his emotional pain. And so he committed this weekend not to drink any alcohol as an experiment of trust to see if God would meet him in the midst of what he's so afraid of. It's a way of embracing a wilderness and waiting for salvation. So perhaps for you, it's the wilderness of taking time in silence and solitude during a busy season so you can really feel your feelings and be present in your own life. Or the wilderness of asking for help when you wish you could have done it on your own. Or the wilderness of going back to a job you hate while you wait for something better. Or the wilderness of silently enduring chronic pain that nobody really understands. Or the wilderness of just waking up in the morning to face your depression, your anxiety. Friends, what wilderness do you need to embrace today as you wait for salvation? Let us wait together in silence. And if you desire, you may respond by using the prayer on the screen, trusting God to meet us in our wilderness to bring comfort and ultimately salvation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.